Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Gospel Saving Church. Praise God. I'm so glad you're here. I hope all of you have had a wonderful Christmas, and I hope you guys are all looking forward to a happy new year. This is a time of the year when we all get to spend a lot of time with our families and get to do special things and have lots of traditions. And what a glorious time of the year that we get to celebrate the day that Jesus Christ was born. Of course, we know that December 25th is not the day that Jesus Christ was born on. He was born sometime in June or July, but of course we know that December 25th is the day that the early church chose to celebrate Christ's birth and and uh, adapt the holiday to, uh, would you say, convert the holiday from from a, the, the pagan tradition, the pagan worship of a false god, to, of course, the worship of the one true God. So thanks be to God. I'm so glad we you know do get this time of the year every year. And and uh, don't, don't call it holiday break, by the way. Call it Christmas break, because you know what? Back when I was a kid, it was always Christmas break, and that was why we got the time off, not because of the holidays, but because of Christmas. It's not bad to say happy holidays, but just make sure we're not saying happy holidays for everything, because it is the day we celebrate Christ's birth. Anyway, praise God. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, Gospel Saving Church. I'm Pastor Ed Spagnoli. If this is your first time here, we're in McKinney, Texas, and we have church right out of our house. This is our weekly broadcast of truth from God's Word. So if you guys want to join me in a word of prayer, and uh, the Lord would help our ears and help my mouth to speak the words that He has for us today with boldness, and that we may hear and, and do what the Lord has uh, called us to do in His Word. So join me, please. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here. Lord God, thank you so much for uh, your wonderful grace and your wonderful mercy. Lord God, that you pour out upon all mankind every day. Father God, for we know that every day you're reaching out for people, Lord God. Every day your your heart cries that people come to you, Lord. Every day you're, you, you, we know that you're, you long for people to come to you, Lord God, and you draw people to Christ, Lord God. And whether they listen or not, Lord God, we know that you're drawn. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for your heart of love that even in this hardened world we live in, Lord God, we're, especially in America, Lord God, we're over the, Christmas holidays and all the holidays, Lord God, they try to push you out, Lord God. And what a, what a shame, Lord God, they try to push you out when, Lord, your word says that in you we, we have our being. We live and move and have our being, Lord. That means that without you and without your power, Lord God, we couldn't even have a breath. Lord, we, our hearts wouldn't even beat. So, Lord God, why would anybody want to take you out of anything, Lord? For, for goodness sake, Lord, we ought to add you into everything we do. For, Lord, we ought to be that thankful, Lord God, that you give us life and breath and everything we have. But, Lord, we uh, we thank you, Lord, for your love. We recognize it here, Lord, at Gospel Saving Church, and we thank you, Lord, for your love. And we just ask that you bless this message, Lord God, and bless our time to de- together today, Lord. We, we ask that you would help us understand your word, Lord God, today, and, and Lord, get through to us. Lord God, it's going to be a real simple message today. It's something you've been, you put on my heart earlier this week, a little different than normal. But, uh, Lord, I, I pray you'd really speak to us, Lord God, and I pray that you would challenge every one of us today, Lord God, and help us to know what your true will is. God, we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you. And, uh, Lord, after this message, Lord God, I pray that the, the seeking would be on. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. So as I said today, we're going to start off with a little bit different type of a message today. It's going to be, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7. Just about three or four verses today, Matthew chapter 7, one of the Gospels. 
uh, Jesus Christ speaking to his uh, disciples, verses 21 through 24, Matthew chapter 7. I know you might have been in Acts because that's where we were before, but that's all right. A little bit of change. It's a little bit of holiday week, and the Lord has put a special, kind of a special message on my heart. It's uh, Anyway, if we're ready, I'm going to go ahead and read the verses and, and then uh, talk about how we're going to do this thing here. So Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 24 says this, Jesus speaking here. He says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So this little section is kind of a very special section to my heart, and and only because of the fact that as I ministered for the Lord, for Golly, uh, well, even, even still to this day, the Lord will still have me go out here and there. But when I go out on the streets and when I minister for the Lord out on the streets for Christ, this is a very, this is one of those special little treasures that God has given me to, uh, you know, reach people for the Lord. And in our, in our world today, which I think it's so, it's so important because in our world today, and you'll see as I, as I get into teaching of it, in our, in our world today, everybody has their way that they think that they're getting to heaven. I mean, if you just go out, and I mean, I really challenge you to do this, and you don't have to get into any in-depth or long discussions or anything, just do this. Go out, purpose in your heart to go out, and maybe it'll take you a month or two, but go out and, and start a little counter and ask a hundred people, how do you plan on getting to heaven when you die? And then when they tell you why, and maybe it'll, the name Jesus will be put in there, just, just ask them, well, what, what does that mean if it's by Jesus? What does that mean? And you, you will be surprised. Probably a hundred different people, you might get 50 to 75 different responses. You might get some of the same, but, but mostly you'll, you'll get about 50 to 75 different responses depending on if you're talking to a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Hindu or even somebody that says that they're a Christian, depending on who you talk to, I challenge you, ask 100 people, how are you planning on getting to heaven when you die? Some people may say they don't know, they don't care. That's, that's, that's certainly their right, but just ask. I, I challenge you because this, like I said, this, this section of scripture really should challenge us today on how do we know that we're really saved if we are really saved? Or if we're not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shine a light as, as I just recently, about a week or so ago, over kind of right before the Christmas holiday came in, I had this little ride with this fellow that I, I worked with for this one day. And uh, we had about an hour ride. We were going down, we were driving for uh, the school district I work for as a school bus driver. And and as we were driving along, we, we started talking. And I started talking about the Lord, and, and uh, he, he was a, a religious man. And he, he was in a, a religion, like a, a denominational religion. And he had his way that, of course, you know, he 
worshipped God, you know, his, the God that he believes in. And, and so as we were talking, Todd was talking about sharing things about the Lord from my perspective and sharing things about what the Lord had done in my life and how our country, you know, and, and even, even those that many, 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 many people who will tell you today, oh, yes, I, I am a Christian. Uh, if you're around them for five minutes or even, well, just get on the highway. Let's just say get on the highway. <laughs> I love getting on the highway, right? And how many cars I get behind that have the ichthys fish? And in case you don't know what the ichthys fish is, is that was a secret symbol that the Christians in early Rome had, had made up for one another so that they would know who, which one of them they were. Like if you were a real Christian, you would make this ichthys fish sign and people would know, oh, that's the secret symbol for getting together. And how many people with ichthys fishes or crosses or with the cowboy bowing at the cross that are, that are doing 90 miles an hour down the highway, that are swerving in and out of traffic, cutting you off, maybe even flipping you the bird. And they got a cross on the back of their car. So, and of course, they, they wouldn't have put that cross there unless they thought that they were a follower of Jesus Christ or unless they thought that they were a Christian. And of course, if you'd asked that person, which I have asked many people like that, how, well, you know, how do you know you're saved? And are you a real Christian? Or how do you know? And, and I, that's where I'm talking about, talking about where today, if you asked 100 people, you get 50 to 75 different responses. So, of course, as me and Mr. Kevin were talking, we were having this conversation, and I asked him, well, you know, I said, it's real funny. I said, you know, the Bible says, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And I kind of rattled off the, the section of scripture there, and he's like, oh, yeah. I said, but I said, you know, it's funny. I said, most people have never looked at this section of scripture like God's shown me this section of scripture. I said, it, I said it's a little bit. I said, there's some things in there that, you know, I don't know, maybe you've never seen. I don't know if people have ever seen. And, and he goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, well, what are they? Well, well today is kind of like a birth of that, of that conversation along with the, the many dozens, actually hundreds of conversations that I've had about this one section of Scripture and things in it that I bet maybe you've never even seen in this Scripture. So, so I'm going to read it again, but, but I'm going to read it again in, in a way that God has shown it to me, in, in a way that maybe you've never even seen it, and uh, let, let's see what God says to us today. How do we know we're saved? How do we know we're saved? Because there, there's only one way, and that's through Jesus, but then that's what the Bible says, but, but how is that through Jesus? How did Jesus say? Well, well let's look at some things here. Maybe you'd think right now if you were to die, and you'd go right to heaven and God would say, all right, come on in. But how do you know? How do you know for certain? Well, look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 24 again, especially verse 21. We're going to spend most of our time here today. Jesus says here, talking to his disciples, he says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Stop there, that little comma. Very, very important if you're reading it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't know if you realize the significance of what Jesus Christ just said there, but I want to run through it real quick now. Because most people, most people have just read this section of Scripture over, and they've glossed it over, and they don't really pick up these things like God's shown me. Jesus just said... Not everyone, 
speaking of the day when they come to stand before him on judgment. For we know the Bible says that every person will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And he just said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, my first question that I asked Mr. Kevin, and the question that I've asked many people throughout the years, about the hundreds of conversations I've had in this little section of scriptures, I ask him this, I say this, who calls Jesus Lord? And they have, usually they'll have a really kind of serious look on their face because they kind of know where I'm going. But I, but I want to ask you, today, in your minds, answer the question, who calls Jesus Lord? Just think about it. And then I usually ask this, and I'll ask you the same thing. Does a Buddhist call Jesus Lord? No. Amen. How about a Hindu? Today, right now, in their life, in their bodies, do, do Hindus call Jesus Lord? Lord? No, they sure don't. How about an atheist? Yeah, there you go. An atheist calls Jesus Lord, Lord, right? Sorry. No, atheists don't call Jesus Lord, Lord either. How about a, a Sikh or, or, I don't know, you just think of any religion that you can think of. I mean, that's, that's outside of what? A Christian faith. Who calls Jesus Lord, Lord outside of the Christian faith? Well, that would be nobody. Nobody calls Jesus Lord, right? Nobody. So who calls Jesus Lord, really? Well, think about it. Only someone, amen, only someone that believes themselves to be a Christian or somebody that is a Christian, right? Because I, I, I'll tell you, for, for a decent majority of my life, up until 25, I was an atheist, and I'll guarantee you, and I, and I remember, okay, I never once called Jesus Lord. Never one time. Now, what did I do? I, I used his name as a swear word. Oh, Jesus blank. You know, that's, I was big on that. Oh, God blank. I did that sometimes too. But I never once ever went, oh, Jesus Lord. Oh, you know, Lord Jesus, I never, those words never came out of my mouth up until I was 25 years old and I started saying them in worship and praise to him after I had come to have a relationship with God through his word, through the Holy Spirit and all that working and all that interaction. So now, who calls Jesus Lord, Lord, except for only two categories, the person that either is A, really truly saved, or B, Someone that thinks themselves to be saved. Now, <clears throat> the hard thing about this section of Scripture is when we look internally at ourselves, is this. When, when we stand here or sit here or whatever we're doing here, when we read, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, how do we know that we're not one of those people that are going to stand before Jesus Christ when we die and say, Lord, Lord, and then he's going to say, you, well, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because I want you to think about this. Here's another thing God, God has shown me in this section of Scripture. This is the judgment seat of Christ. They called Jesus Christ Lord, Lord their whole life. 
And then he said, they're not, some of them, are, many, many of them are not going to get into heaven, but they're standing before Christ at the judgment seat. And they're still going, Lord, Lord. That means, but yet many of them, he says, not everyone, he says, are, are going to enter the kingdom. Yet, yet he says, think about this. So they're going to call him Jesus. They're going to call him Lord their whole lives. Even after they die and they stand before him, they thought they were good with God. They thought that. But he says, not everyone who thinks that I'm, they're right with me is really right with me. All the way until they stand before him when they see his face when they die. Wow. That, that, that should, if you're listening to this message, that should rock us to the core if we would consider ourselves a Christian, if we would consider us as if we've ever in our lives, oh, Jesus, Lord, Lord, oh, Lord, I love you, and Lord, you're my Savior, and oh, God, I love you. You know, we, we pray things like that at times. That should rock us to the core because just because we say those words, Jesus says that doesn't necessarily guarantee us a ticket into heaven. So I'll usually ask people, well, you know, how do you know? Well, I know. I'm, you know, well, well I'm saved. Well, how do you know you're saved? Well, well, Jesus, I, I, I've been saved, and, I, and I've asked Jesus to come into my heart. Kevin said that once to me that night. I said, well, actually, I said, I said, it's funny that you say that. I said, because Jesus didn't say it was those that come into, his, into their heart. He, he said, in John 1, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become a child of God. So now we're, we're going to talk about, well, I've asked Jesus into my heart. Now, to receive him, that's him coming to us, not us coming to him. That's something that he's trying to give us, not something that we're trying to get from him. So, so there's many ways that people have answered this because then when you look at the next after the comma, he says this, not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But then he says, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. There's the ticket to being right with God. Are we doing the will of the father? Now, now here's where it really gets good. When you ask somebody, and I'll ask you, please look inside. How do you know you're doing the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? Most people do not know the answer to that question, what is the will of the Father? Well, they'll say, well, 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 well the will is, uh, the will is uh, that I share the word, that I evangelize. That, that's, that's the will of the Father. Uh, or many of people say, well, you know, I, I, I try to be good or, you know, I try to be righteous or, you know, I try to follow the words of the Bible. And, you know, well, that's that's the that's the will of the father. Well, well, many will say, well, you know, you know, I, I do lots of good works. I do. I do many good things. Yet I, I want to point out the fact that the Bible says. You see, those are all good works, but those are not the will of the father for unto salvation. Understand, this section of Scripture is speaking about salvation. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. You see, God, in a sense, and I like to describe it like this. Coming to be right with God 
is kind of like you really wanting that job or you really wanting to be married, okay, to that pretty girl or as a girl to that pretty guy. And, and just think about it for a moment. I, I, like to, I, I really love to talk about this with people on the streets, and so I'm really loving to talk about it with you right now. When you first met your wife, or you as a wife, you first met your husband, did you walk right up to them and say, and grab their hand and say, okay, we're married now? Well, of course not. You, you didn't do that. You, there was a process, wasn't it? There was a process of you going to them and them responding to you. And that was a process that begot a relationship, correct? Uh, and I like this analogy. God gave me this analogy some years back. Let's say tomorrow, just, just uh, well, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's a bad day because tomorrow's <laughs> New, Year's, New Year's Day. But let's say, go in Wednesday this week after the banks start opening and go up to your favorite bank and, or any bank for that matter and get, get up on the counter when you get there and jump behind the counter and go, okay, next. I'll help the next person. What do you think they're going to say to you? What do you think they're going to say when you get behind the counter of a bank? Maybe you bank there, maybe you don't. One, one somebody said here, they might tase you. I think either A, they'll ask you to leave, or B, they'll just dial 911 right away. They're going to say, get out right now. What do you think you're doing? This is a bank. You don't get behind the counter of a bank and just, well, why? I, I, you know, I, I can do work to go here, right? I can work here, right? And we'll say, well, you can, but you have to do what first? You have to go through a process of an application to find out if they want you to work there. Just because you want to work there doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the job. But, but notice, see, for salvation, this this. This little verse here talking about salvation, not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, you unto the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. When we say, if we say that that will of God in order to get to heaven is, is uh, doing good works or, or evangelizing a lot or, or preaching the Bible or, or go, you know, whatever, you, passing out donuts at our church or, or being a good person, a good righteous person, that would mean that just like that job at the bank, you can just walk into that bank and start working without the process of what? Being what first? Being hired first. You see, being right with God is kind of like going through a process of actually being saved first and foremost of all. So you got to get hired by that bank before that bank will let you work for that bank. So there's, And then once you work at that bank, what do you have? Do, do you just get hired at that bank and then they say, okay, well, you know, uh, Justin or, or Bob or Larry, just, you know, go on and back there and just do whatever you want. Drink as much coffee as you want and, you know, got your phone out and get your Netflix on and, you, you know, you're fine. Do whatever you want. Heavens, no, they don't do that, right? They give you a what? They give you a booklet of all of your duties, of all of the job responsibilities, we'll call them, right? That, that's what the job will do. But can you do those job responsibilities before you've been hired? No, you cannot. And if you try, you're going to probably end up in jail or getting taste. So you see, the process of being saved is not doing works to be saved, because if it was, then the Bible would be 
completely in contradiction to itself, for Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so we know that the salvation of God is not can't be bought through good works. So this will here, notice, this will cannot be a good work just like you getting that job at that bank or that car dealership or that school bus job or, or that whatever you do in your life, that retail job that you have in your life can't be gotten by you just going in there and working. You have to be hired first. And so this is what Jesus is talking about here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. But that will can't be a work, same as that job. Same as we, we see in the word here that the Bible says we can't be saved by good works. Otherwise, uh, we have something to boast about before God. So what is God's will that's not works? See, that's what really gets to people. And here's the next one. Here's the next one that should really, I hope this one, strikes you in the heart and soul. If you don't know the will of God unto salvation, or if you're not sure of the will of God unto salvation, how do you know you're doing it? How do you know you're doing a will of which you don't know what it is? You, you walk into a math class in your college, your first semester of college, and, and you just come up to the and you sit down, and the teacher says, and the teacher says, all right, you know, this is calculus, or this is, this is calculus plus, or I don't even know, a super high form of math that you've never studied before in college, and you, first year you're taking it, and the teacher says, all right, here's the final, here's the final exam. If you're able to get 100% on the final exam, you walk out of the class and you don't have to come anymore this year, you pass. But if you fail or, or even get one wrong, then you fail all your college and you don't get to go to college anymore and you, you, that's it, you're done. Can you know how to do that form of super advanced math? that you've never done before? Nope. Nope. That would be the worst losing situation of all. So now, what is the will of God unto salvation? For Jesus said, only those that do the will of my Father in heaven shall get into the kingdom. If you want to say it's uh, because you believe in God, or maybe you think, well, it's because I believe in Jesus Christ. Or maybe it's because I'm just a good person. Well, number one, let's just take the I believe in God and the I believe in Jesus Christ one. Kind of the same thing. Well, let's say you think the will of God is believing in him or, or believing in Jesus Christ. Well, sadly, many truly believe they're saved and going to heaven when they die because they believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ. Yet... Ouch, this really hurts. The Bible says in James 2.19 that even the demons believe in God and they tremble. And oh, and as far as Christ, many think, well, I just I have this belief in Christ. And so this belief in Christ, this, this is going to get me to heaven. Yet maybe you didn't know, well, he professed to be God. But maybe you didn't know, Jesus is Christ as Lord. Even the demons called him the Son of God, Matthew 8.29. 
The demons begged him for permission. Matthew 8.31 Mark 5.6 and 7 They worshipped him. They called him Jesus. They called him the Son of the Most High God. And we know that the Bible says that even the demons, they believe all these things. They worshipped him. They called him all these things. They believed in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. But we know that their beliefs are not going to get them to heaven. Ouch. This is some scary, scary business. How do we know that we're saved? Verse 22, same, same section here. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, after he gives them the news, the scary thing is, after he gives them the news, think of this, they argue with him. But many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? So, so after he tells them, you're not getting in, you, you've called me Lord, Lord your whole life, but you're not getting in, they go, but Lord, we've done all these good religious things. We've done all of these, we, 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 we've done these, these cast out demons and, and we, we've prayed and prophesied and, and we've done all these great things, Lord. We've lived the Christian life. Lord. And then verse 23 says, sadly, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So just because you call Jesus Lord, just because you may profess him as Lord, believe in him, what, do what you think is worship, cast out demons. Do many wonders in his name. He just said there that only those who do the will of my Father in heaven are going to get in, number one. And number two, the, one of the main reasons is why they were kicked out, why he didn't allow them in, is because they practiced lawlessness, which was sin. They practiced sin as a way of life, yet they called Jesus Lord, Lord. Now, I don't know where you sit or where you stand or how you think I'm going to get to heaven when I die. But all I know is this. If you don't know the will of the Father, you can't be doing it. You just can't be. If you're practicing lawlessness, which is if you're practicing sin, Jesus says, nope, I'm sorry. So my, my question to you today is this. All those who may be listening to me all over the world is this. Wherever you're tuning in from today, do you call Jesus Lord? And have you done many great things even for him? But do you believe that just a head belief or just believing in God or being a good person will get you to heaven. Because Jesus said that those aren't the ways by which somebody is saved. Because those are ways of works. And you see, works 
can't just like it can't earn us that job that we really want or that bank job that we're going to walk in there to just like it won't do that works won't earn us a spot in heaven either neither will believing in jesus earn us a spot in heaven also so here's the part where here's our response our response to this section of scripture what should it be what, I don't care where you are or where you think you are or where you're not but think you are or where you really are and maybe you really are there. My challenge to everyone listening today is this. Go to the Word of God if you care about your eternal life. Go to God's Word. Get in that Bible. Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and get to that Bible and go to God before you read and say, God, what is your will that leads unto salvation? What is your will that leads unto salvation? Because it's not believing in Him. It's not believing in Jesus Christ, for even the demons believe, and yet they tremble, worship Him and everything, and we know they're not going to heaven. And we know that if we don't know the will of God that leads unto salvation, that's not works, then we can't be doing it. Cannot be doing God's will if we don't know what it is. So my challenge to everyone listening is this. Go to God, seek God's face, and ask God and pray to God and seek God's face. Jesus said, seek and you shall find. Ask, and you shall be given. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open to them. And ask God, as you read the Word of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, God, what is your will unto salvation? What is it, Lord? It's in the Scriptures. You see, it's not objective or subjective, I should say. It's not subjective unto me where, well, I just think that the will of God is this. No. The Bible, it's all through God's Word. But do you care enough about your eternal life to go to God's Word and seek God's Word and find out from God what it is? Because really, that's how I got saved. That's how I, God saved me. I sought the Lord in His Word. I didn't know this section of Scripture, nor did I call Jesus Lord. But I wasn't in that boat. Maybe you are. All I knew was is that I needed to know, was God there for me? Was God the God that created me? And who was God? Who really was He? And you see, God doesn't just want you to know of Him. Because you see, we know of many things. We know of the sun and we know of the moon and we know of the stars and I know of the houses that are across the street and the cars that are in my driveway and and my job that I have. I know of all those things. But you see, just knowing of something is different than having a relationship with and being yoked to. And you see, God doesn't want you to just believe in Him. He wants to have a relationship with you But that's not according to you, that's according to Him. So would you please 
Seek the Lord today. The Bible says, seek God while he may be found. Seek him while he may be found. And that means that while you're alive, you can seek God. After you die, that's it. There's no more seeking God. You'll meet God face to face. Where will you stand with him? If you care about your eternal life, will you seek him? Will you search for him? Jesus gave a parable one time, and it was a parable of a pearl of great price. And he said, there was this field, and this man went out, and he was hunting for this pearl of great price. And after he had searched long for it, he, and he, well, how do you search for a pearl of great price that's buried? Well, you got to dig. It, it takes some effort on your part to pursue, just like that relationship that you may have with your wife. Or that relationship that you may have with your girlfriend. Or the relationship that you as a wife may have with your husband. That didn't just happen overnight. That took time. It was a process. God is the same way. He's calling out to you. He wants to know, will you respond? How will you respond? Will you respond by just well, taking whatever way my religion says? Oh, this is the way to be saved. Just pray this prayer. Because I don't read of any prayer of salvation in the Bible. Not even one. I, I don't read of one. But I, but I do read, seek and you shall find, ask and you shall receive, and knock and the door will be open to you. I do see that. I do see Jesus say, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But, but how do we come to him? What is the will of God in that for salvation? What is God's will for eternal life? And if you don't know it, and it's not works, so, and if you don't know it, you can't be doing it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because you may be saying, Oh, Pastor Ed, you're, you're being so... You, you ought to tell us right now. But hold on. If that teacher comes in and all that teacher does is give you all the answers to the test and you don't have to study for them, did you really learn anything by the teacher just giving you the answers? Heavens no. But if you care about the information, as you should care about God, hopefully you, you care somewhat about God, and, and hopefully you care about what He'll say to you on the day you die, then you will set your heart today to seek the Lord in His Word and say, Lord, how is it that I can be saved? How is it, Lord, that you will accept me? I don't want to hear, Lord, Lord, I never knew you when you die. You shouldn't want to hear that. So I, I beg of you and I implore you and I plead with you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the information, Lord, in, in, your, in your word, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord God, for the nuggets that are in your word, Lord God, that uh, I, I thank you so much, Lord God, that, that they're there and that as I continue to dig in your word, Lord, you show them to me. I thank you so much, Lord God, that, Lord, they're there so that anybody that wants to seek you more or seek you at all or seek you to know you or whatever, Lord God, I thank you so much, Lord God, that, uh, that we can seek you, Lord God, and that, Lord, we may be found by you, Lord God, that we may find you just, just like, Lord God, a husband can seek the hand of a wonderful woman that he wants to be with, Lord God, and then he could win that hand, Lord God. Not, not that we can work.
for our salvation, Lord God, but that as you see our efforts, Lord God, to, to, to care about the things you say, Lord God, you'll come as we seek. You will answer us. You will help us find. And as we knock, Lord God, you will open the door for us. And as we ask, Lord God, you will help us to receive. God, I pray for those listening to this message, Lord God, that they would start to care today about their eternal life and they'd stop caring about what their religion says on how to be saved, Lord God, and and be concerned about how your word says that we ought to be saved and that we must be saved. God, please strike people's hearts today, Lord God, with the truth and help them to realize, Lord God, help them to realize, please, God in heaven, that they need you and that your word is where they can find you and your will unto salvation. And I pray that they would seek. We love you and praise you and thank you, Lord God. And ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.